Welcome to the Mala Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I've got another solo episode for you today. It's probably a good thing that it's just me because today I'm going to be talking about self-care for your periods and PMS and remedies for period pain because I know a lot of women deal with this. I actually put a poll out on Instagram the other day and a whole bunch of women said, yes, please do an episode on this. I'm really struggling with PMS and I got a whole bunch of questions, but the overall theme was how to manage PMS symptoms and painful periods and cramps and things like that. So I'm going to go into that. Because I know that there's not a lot of information out there regarding natural remedies for this type of thing. Like people go to the doctors complaining of PMS and really painful periods, but oftentimes what's recommended, it's the pill. And it's not only for PMS and painful periods that the pill is recommended for, it's also handed out as a solution for PCOS, acne, endometriosis, irregular periods, and all sorts of other things, which really, really grinds my gears because the reality is the pill isn't fixing shit. It's just a Band-Aid fix. Because when women are prescribed the pill for hormonal acne or irregular periods, or PCOS or endometriosis, these are hormone issues, hormonal acne, all of this. They are hormonal issues. And what the pill is doing is pumping you full of synthetic artificial hormones and it's dysregulating your body's natural hormone balance even more. Yes, the symptoms may have been suppressed. So for someone with irregular periods, for example, yes, they might be getting a bleed every month, but it's a fake hormonal bleed. It's a withdrawal bleed from the pill. It's not a real bleed. And the symptoms of things like PMS, PCOS, endometriosis may improve, but the underlying issue hasn't been dealt with. All it's done is suppress those symptoms in the background Hormones are still dysregulated, the body is still dysregulated, and when people come off the pill to get pregnant, for example, a lot of the time they find it extremely difficult because their hormones are more dysregulated because their natural hormone production and balance has been pretty much suppressed, turned off, and instead of being drip-fed these synthetic hormones. And years have passed without actually addressing the root cause of the hormonal acne or the PMS, for example. I actually myself was on the pill from age 15 and then I went on to Implanon, which is the little hormonal implant that goes into your arm when I was 17. And this resulted in me not having a period for three whole years, which at the time I was like, yes, this is the best. I don't have to worry about it. That was literally my mindset around it. But also during this time, I had no sex drive and I was actually getting deeper and deeper into depression, which I'm not blaming completely on the pill. I fully understand that there is multiple factors that tie into this, but I know for sure that the pill and having these synthetic hormones being drip fed into my bloodstream wasn't helpful. And when I did go to my GP for support around my mental health, and their suggestion was another pill. It was an antidepressant. I didn't go on it. Instead, I did a lot of my own research. I had some counseling, which personally I didn't resonate with at the time, but I really dug deep into 
what was going on and I found out that the hormonal contraception was absolutely fucking with my head and my body. So I got that taken out and it took about four months for my body to get my period back and I really struggled with PMS and painful periods for a while after that. But now I'm at a point where I virtually get no PMS symptoms. At times I might feel a little bit more internal, but there's no actual big buildup to my bleed. And I'm really able to function quite well when I'm bleeding. I've been bleeding for the last three days. I'm recording this podcast. I've done client calls and I've still been able to really show up fully. I did give myself a bit more space on that first day. I'm really grateful that I have the luxury to do that within my business. So I just took it a little bit slower. I did a bit of journaling, made myself a hot cacao and just went slower throughout my day and just did some reflection, which is a really beautiful time to do that and just slow down. Honestly, I can't recommend slowing down enough on the first day of your bleed where you can. Not everyone can take the day off work. I understand that. But even if you just walk a little bit slower, talk a little bit slower, just slow down your energy and try and create a little bit more space for that reflection and self-care in whatever little way you possibly can during that first day of your cycle. And I just really want to note that if you are a woman listening to this, I'm assuming you are, I think it's really important to understand that your body likely will feel different during the second half of your cycle. So that's the build up to your bleed, that PMS time. And when you are bleeding, your hormones are literally changing and that really can be felt on a mental and physical level. And I really think it's also important not to compare your body and your feelings and your productivity to your follicular phase and ovulation phase. Because again, your hormones are different at that time. Usually you feel more outgoing and more social. Really what I'm trying to say is that each week your body and your hormones are changing, which is very different to men who operate on like a 24-hour cycle. Women, we actually operate on a 28-day-ish cycle. So each week you may be feeling a little bit different mentally and physically, and that is normal and that is okay. I think it's really, really important to drive that home that every day when we wake up or go to bed, we're not the same. We're in a different phase. We're slowly changing. Our hormones are fluctuating and that is normal, okay? So please don't compare yourself to your ovulation phase of your cycle when you're at that peak energy because often a lot of women are at their peak energy they feel amazing in their body and they've got all the energy they want to be social and then in their bleeding phase they feel a bit more internal and they shame themselves for it and there's nothing to be shameful about you're just at a different phase and it's beautiful because you can see it as a opportunity to shift and move into different energies And there's an opportunity to really work with that. And I actually created a little free guide back in 2019 and you can download that. It's for free and it has some information on each phase of your cycle, plus what food movement and self-care practices may serve you best during each of these phases. So feel free to download that. You can grab it at www.lauralaguno.com.au forward slash cycle guide and really learning and understanding how to nourish my body through each phase of my cycle really helped my PMS symptoms and it also made me feel a lot more secure in my body and give my body a lot more grace and space as I moved through each phase. So I really hope this helps you too. But now on to PMS and painful periods. So PMS symptoms like irritability, breakouts, bloating, fluid retention, 
Food cravings, headaches, breast tenderness, all of that, and painful periods can be influenced by the food you eat and your lifestyle factors, but also more specifically is due to a hormonal imbalance, which what I was alluding to before. So to be exact, it's actually estrogen dominance, aka too much estrogen compared to progesterone. So there's too much estrogen circulating your body and that is dysregulating everything. So some signs of estrogen dominance is irregular or heavy periods, water retention, breast swelling and tenderness, headaches, migraines, weight gain, mood swings, PCOS, hair loss, painful periods, endometriosis, and PMS and PMDD. So these are all signs and symptoms of too much estrogen. So there are multiple reasons why this can happen, and I'm going to list off a few of them for you so you can dive into and investigate and address these issues for yourself. So the first one, number one, is liver clearance issues. So this is where your body isn't actually metabolizing or excreting this hormone properly. So this usually happens when your liver is under stress or has a high stress load. There's a lot to clear out and detox from. So if you're living quite a toxic lifestyle, this can cause stress on the liver and result in excess estrogen levels, for example. And the second cause is gut flora issues. So your digestive health is actually a major piece in maintaining proper estrogen balance. As an imbalance in bacterial flora in your bowel due to many things like antibiotics or eating too much sugar, for example, this can actually result in inadequate processing of your estrogen because your gut bacteria don't only support good gut health and prevent you from having digestive issues, it also plays a role in hormonal like estrogen balance. And number three is constipation, so also tying into digestive health. And the reason why constipation plays a role is because when you're not pooping daily or properly, your body actually isn't detoxifying. So things like estrogen actually can get recycled back into the body. So this is where restoring your digestive health by rebalancing your gut bacteria and regulating your bowel movements is super important when it comes to having a healthy period and having healthy hormones. So I go deep into gut health, digestive health, and step-by-step on how to do all of this inside my digestion reset program. So if you're wanting more support in that regard, I can definitely support you there. And just moving on to number four is xenoestrogens. So these are little hormone messmakers. They're literally foreign estrogens that mimic the function of your body's natural estrogen. So when they enter your body, they actually attach themselves to your estrogen cell receptors and throughout your body's natural balance. And there's quite a few sources of xenoestrogens, and I'll share a few with you just so you can get an idea. So commercially raised beef and dairy products that are given hormones act as xenoestrogens. Pesticides also. This is why buying organic is super important. Parabens in shampoos, lotions, soaps, and other cosmetic products also are a source of xenoestrogens. There's also pathylates. I have no idea if I'm saying that properly, but they're basically from soft plastics. So water bottles, plastic packaged foods products, they are another source. Birth control pills containing synthetic hormones no-brainer, they also throw out your body's natural balance, and tampons and pads that contain chlorine, fragrance, wax, etc., they can also act as xenoestrogens. 
So that's just to give you a bit of an idea that these things are circulating and they're mostly environmental things and things that you consume through your lifestyle, the water bottle you drink out of, what shampoo you use, all of that, even perfumes, they really definitely mess with your hormones. So these are all things to look at and consider when trying to balance your hormones. And just moving on to the last thing that I want to share that can cause estrogen dominance is stress. So when you're stressed, your cortisol levels increase and this is your stress hormone. And this is at the expense of progesterone, which this leads to estrogen dominance. So it just throws out your hormones. I think a lot of people are quite aware of that, but often stress is the elephant in the room and it's not being addressed. We're sort of like, oh, it's normal to be stressed these days. Yes, it might be quite common, but that isn't a natural state that your body should be in all the time. So I understand that there's a lot going on in the modern day culture, but there are definitely many, many ways that you can manage stress. So putting your attention there is super, super important. So in saying all of that, there are ways that you can correct estrogen dominance and a lot of it's through lifestyle. So things like cleaning up your diet, managing stress, supporting your gut health and restoring your bowel motions, correcting bacterial imbalance and your gut lining, integrity, reducing environmental toxins, getting better sleep is also super important in correcting this. And taking the strain off your liver through living a more natural lifestyle and detoxing your body and your home, essentially. Now, if you're wanting more guidance on exactly how to live more naturally, improve your sleep quality, manage the stress in your life better, I dive way deep into all of that inside the Holistic Living Hub library. It's literally filled with mini courses which help you dial in your nutrition, get better sleep, stress less and manage food cravings. So got a whole library of content there for you if you're wanting more support around that and you actually get full access to everything that I shared that's inside the Holistic Living Hub when you join the Digestion Reset Program, which is the step-by-step gut restoring program to rebuild your gut health, regulate your bowel movements, all of that jazz. So I recommend if you are struggling with PMS and period pain and all of that It's time to take a holistic approach. It's not as simple as what remedy can I take? What pill can I take? Like I will share some remedies with you, of course, because they can be really helpful in the moment. But mostly it's the daily things that you do every single day. How are you managing stress every day, moment to moment? How well are you sleeping each and every night? What are you exposing your body to? How are you fueling your body each day? And what sort of lifestyle and work environment are you living? So these are all really important factors that I just really want to highlight for you. And just before I dive into the natural remedies for period pain and PMS, I just want you to know that experience this isn't wrong. It's simply your body's way of communicating with you. So it's time to start listening to what your body is trying to tell you and what she needs. I know we live in a time where it's normal to pop a pain pill and soldier on, but it's not serving you. So do what you can to honor what your body is needing. And I empower you to really tune in and figure out what she needs because everyone is different and I know you know your body best. Also, it's my belief that the severity of your PMS or your period pain is a reflection of the last month and how you treated your body during your previous bleed. This is something that I have noticed along my journey 
So as I was saying before, it's not just a matter of let's just manage the PMS and period pain symptoms in the moment. It's best to nourish your body each and every day of your cycle to the best of your ability. And over time, that has a compound effect and you will start to experience less and less symptoms as your body and your hormones start to balance itself back out again. Alrighty, so the exciting part, onto the remedies, because I know you all want the remedies. So number one is avoiding inflammatory foods like dairy, soy, and wheat. I have two recipe eBooks filled with natural recipes, free from all of that crap. So I highly recommend cleaning up the diet and you can start by doing that. And if you are wanting more support around nutrition, I do one-on-one health coaching, or as I said, I have the Holistic Living Hub library, which is filled with information on that for you to dive into. Number two is boosting your magnesium. And you can do this by having an Epsom salt bath leading up to your bleed. That's a really nice form of magnesium that you can soak yourself in. Number three is drinking high quality cacao as this contains magnesium, but it also has other essential nutrients. Plus it can help to boost your serotonin levels, which is the body's feel good brain chemical. So this combined can really help ease the symptoms of PMS. I use Nourish Hub Cacao, which I'll link to in the show details, along with a discount code for you. So you can save yourself some money. I really like to have a cacao. I used to have them daily, but now I just more do it just the few days before my bleed and while I'm bleeding. And it's just like a really nice self-love ritual that I do now. And number four is eat wild caught fish for the anti-inflammatory omega-3s. Number five is either cooking with or having a tea with ginger, fennel, chamomile, or turmeric. These are really nice. They have anti-inflammatory effects and they're really tummy calming. So they're really nice. Also red raspberry leaf tea is great for PMS and reducing cramps as it's high in nutrients and it acts as a uterine tonic. So I know a lot of people use red raspberry leaf tea towards the end of pregnancy, but that can also be a really nice support in general for women. Number six is choosing natural feminine hygiene products. So I use Tom's pads and I actually, so exciting, I actually got my period undies. They came in the mail yesterday. So I washed them last night and I'm actually wearing them right now. And I got to say, they are so comfortable and I'm going to be wearing these as much as I can. And just on the topic of feminine hygiene products, I personally feel so much better when I am free bleeding. So when I use a tampon or a menstrual cup, they actually, for myself, and I know for a lot of other women, they can actually bring on cramps and a lot more heat and tension within your uterus. So I find as much as you can free bleed. So using a pad or period underwear, that's just gonna allow the blood to flow as it should out of your body because energetically I find when the blood's held up in there in a cup or a tampon, it just builds heat for me and my body wants to release it. It's meant to flow out of you, not be stored up in you. So where you can do that and also the quality matters of your tampons and pads. So go bleach free. You want to go organic, natural. That's why I use the Toms or was using the Toms. 
and now I'm using these period undies. So I will link to the ones that I am using in the show details for you so you can check them out. I'm so excited. Like I can't wait to change them and wear my next pair. <laughs> I'm actually going to change them after I record this. All right. So on to the next one, number seven. Make sure you're getting enough sleep as being tired can give you a low pain tolerance. I know when I am tired or have had a crappy night's sleep, my tolerance for pain is just zero. Like everything is irritating me. Everything hurts. Um, and yeah, you're just more irritable in general. So if you're having trouble with sleeping, as I said, I have a whole mini series on how to get better sleep and more restorative sleep. So if you're wanting support around that, I got you. And number eight, a hot water bottle to keep your uterine muscles warm and reduce the spasming. So in the moment, definitely hot water bottle on day one of my cycle. I've got the hot water bottle on as much as possible. And this isn't because I'm necessarily in pain. It's because keeping those muscles warm, especially when it's cold outside, is important. And that's going to reduce spasming. So try that out. Heat pack, hot water bottle, or just wrapping yourself up in clothes, not tight clothes. I find, yeah, don't, as much as you can, don't wear tight clothes when you're bleeding or in general, anything that puts pressure on your stomach, just don't do it. <laughs> it's not helpful to your internal organs. So as much as you can wear loose fitted clothing and keep that area warm. Now on to number nine. So don't push your body to do intense exercise, opt for gentle stretching or walking and really just tune in to your body and what she's needing in the moment. Don't push yourself to do exercise. I know you might be feeling pretty average in your body and you're like, oh my God, I feel like a fluidy bloated mess and I want to exercise to get rid of it. That's not helping you. That's just going to inflame you more. So in the moment, just relax, rest, restore, especially on the first two days of your cycle. And what you do for the rest of the month is going to determine how you feel and show up in your next bleeding phase. So focus on that. Don't try fix it in the moment and push yourself to do exercise. Okay. Number 10, manage your stress. Please consider this. There are many stress management techniques. Again, as I said, I can support you around this through one-on-one -on -one coaching or in the Holistic Living Hub. I have so many resources to help you with that. There's also meditations and breath exercises that you can do inside the hub. So that's something that is also available to you. And lucky last, number 11, avoid drinking or eating out of plastic crap, okay? So no plastic Tupperware, none of those Chinese containers that you got the, that rice in or whatever it is, you know, those plastic containers, those single use plastic containers that people reuse. Don't use them. Avoid them as much as you can. Same with plastic wrapped food and drink bottles. So your Mount Franklin drink bottle, your pump drink bottle, don't keep reusing that. As much as you can, don't drink water out of them. The microplastics in there do disrupt your estrogen balance, as I said. So get a stainless steel drink bottle and refill that with filtered water where possible. You deserve a quality drink bottle, okay? And that's wrap, wraps up for remedies. There are plenty more, but I just want you to focus on them because I know that's already a lot. You might already be doing some of them, but play around with the other ones. And I know not everyone wants to focus on the things like sleep and stress and diet and lifestyle things because that can take a lot of effort. But trust me when I say that it makes a world of difference. I know a lot of women, they're wiped out for a whole week or even the two weeks. So the lead up to their bleed and their actual bleed itself, it's miserable for them. 
So that investment that you make in your health does pay off in the long term. Like I am able to fully function now. I'm not in pain. So I really encourage you to start investing in your health so you can actually enjoy this phase of your cycle because it is a beautiful reflective phase and there is many things to enjoy as a part of this. It's a major release phase. It's a natural detoxing phase. So there is things to enjoy around it. I no longer resent my bleed, thank goodness. Now I did have a bunch of other questions around periods, so I might have to do another episode on this. Let me know if this was helpful and what other period questions you have because I can definitely dive into this more. And I also have an amazing acupuncturist friend who specializes in this area. So I can definitely get him on the podcast in the future. Though I trust this really helped just shine some light on a few things for you and gave you a few light bulb moments and some things to action in the coming weeks. So I've put links to the free guide and my digestion reset program, as well as the holistic living hub, the period underwear and cacao that I use all in the details of this episode and in the show notes. So you can check all of that out there. I hope you have a beautiful week. Reach out, let me know if this was helpful and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye, my love. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. We hope you loved this episode. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts with your favorite takeaway from this episode because that way we know what you're loving and it also helps share this podcast with new people and get it into new people's ears and share the message. We would really, really value your support in that because that just really helps keep the podcast growing and allows us to keep on showing up in this way for you. Another way you can share the love is just simply sending this episode to someone you think would benefit or even just taking a screenshot and sharing it on your Insta stories and tagging us. We'd love to see that you're tuning in and get to know you over on the gram. So we'd love to see that. Again, thank you so much for hanging out and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.